Just how good can Isaac Wilson be? We're talking about it on today's Locked On You. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. On today's show, we're talking all things Isaac Wilson, and who better to do that with than Dusty Litster, the voice of high school coverage here in the state of Utah with KSL Sports Rewind. If you guys have listened to a high school sporting event before, more than likely Dusty was the man calling it, and uh, Dusty, you've had an opportunity to cover Zach's games, Zach and Isaac's games, of course, uh, for both these guys, but particularly with Isaac. I was curious, I mean, just having covered him, I feel like his ceiling is is so high for what he can become with the University of Utah. How, How good do you think he can be? Yeah, I think Isaac, the sky's the limit with Isaac. I, I think you see the same kind of things, obviously, with he's always going to get comp to Zach, and I think mm-hmm. that's a good and, and a bad thing, um, only because Isaac's his own dude. So if you're thinking yes. you're going to get Zach Wilson's, Isaac is very much his own person, but you know, his his opportunity and his ability is going to go as high as, as he wants it to go. And uh, and I think the good thing is, is having covered the Wilsons, um, you know, you mentioned Zach, but also mm-hmm. Micah and Josh and, yeah. you know, Isaac. These kids work hard. I mean, there's no question about how hard they work and what they put in. So Isaac's opportunity to grow is going to be really, really high. It's a matter of what does University of Utah want to do philosophically, offensively? We all know it's not exactly a wide-open offense. So I'm Mm -hmm. very curious what that means for Isaac and his development. But as far as where is it going to take him, I mean, the kid's going to go – I have no doubts on Isaac Wilson. I really don't. Um, I know you always say, like, what does that mean? I think the kid will get as good as he can be. And uh, it just matters, does that fit within what Kyle Whittingham wants to do offensively? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy in Wilson who is obviously just exceptional. I mean, you look at some of the numbers, right? Six feet, I know the one thing people don't love the height, but this is a guy who is a, who's a legitimate four-star, 15th overall in his position, the second overall recruit in the state, oh, behind just behind his teammate now we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. But uh, with Wilson, too, you mentioned wanting to be his own person as well, and I think that is something that is big, right? Because, look, obviously just because of his brother, I think a lot of people at first might have been like, oh, he's just going to go to BYU, and then he ends up going to Utah. It did seem like as we kind of got closer to the recruitment um, that it seemed like, okay, Utah might have the edge here. Like you mentioned with his dad having played at the University of Utah, it seemed like Utah could still be there. But just because his brother went to BYU, it always seemed like BYU was going to be in it. And it was going to come down to those two schools because of the family lineage. So how I was still a little surprised once he did finally commit to Utah, but it seemed to be trending that way a little bit, especially like right before the commitment. You and I were in the middle of covering uh, the high school baseball playoffs, actually, when this broke, I remember. And uh, you could kind of see a lot of the Utah people were at his recruitment and you're like, okay, what's going on here? But uh, just how surprised were you when he committed to Utah and when did you kind of start to feel like, oh, he's going to be a Ute? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. If you talk to people um, around the family and things like that, that it was always that Isaac wasn't overly sure. He started picking up a lot of steam recruiting wise. And so when you hear about Arizona, I know that Jed Fish made an amazing last push. And if you follow Lisa Wilson on Instagram, you know that what it was a week before that Mike said, hey, you need to come with me. And they went back down to Tucson uh, for his official visit. 
and spent time around the coaching staff. So you know that they made a late push. I know there was other schools that came in as well. And you mentioned BYU. And, and I think a lot of people expected, you know, the BYU part because not just Zach, but because Josh and Micah is still there, um, that, that that would be a place. But I think one of the, the things for me was toward the end, it felt like it was going to trend toward Utah. There was that there was that feeling maybe that he might go somewhere else. But I know that for the Wilsons, if you follow Zach's recruiting, um, that being home is a big deal. They, they like being close to home. They like being – Zach still now, if you read the article yesterday in Deseret News, I mean, he comes to Utah. He doesn't have a home in Utah. He goes home to his parents' house. And so uh, it's a big thing. So I think one of the biggest things for him is uh, – and I know this from talking with, with people, and, and I know the, obviously I know the, the family and having covered the boys. And, I mean, Josh and Zach both got Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year awards from mm-hmm. Rewind. So uh, we know them. But it, it, that it was going to come down BYU-Utah, but they want to be home. And I think it fits well. And and Zach giving the, the stamp of approval on the Ludwig offense and saying, hey, I think this is going to help prepare you to be in this offense and, and seeing these things, that's a, that's a positive. Um, but I wasn't surprised. I I was I really thought maybe Arizona. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I shouldn't let that out because I know of the, the family's love for, for Jed Fish. But just when you saw that momentum, felt like momentum toward the end. But I think being home is such a, a thing. Um, but I also think it's a good fit for him. I mean, I, I believe him. I believe – you know, talking with, uh, you know, here, reading his article stuff and um, and even got stuff back from him saying, hey, this is just the best thing for me. Totally get it. I mean, I know that Lisa said the same thing. So did Mike. And so and even Zach is like, hey, this is the best fit for Isaac. And and I think it very well could be um, if you want to learn to be that part where, you know, with the University of Utah, much like on the NFL, what Zach had to learn, go and play defensive coach is you got to be able to take care of the football. And I tell you, we all know. I said this earlier, if you don't take care of the football for Kyle Whittingham, you will not stay on the field. Mm-hmm. You don't put his defense in a bad spot. His defense will help you. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know that anyone's overly shocked. I think Utah did the best job. I think we'll say that. I know Utah recruited him extremely well and extremely hard. And, they, and he said after his uh, official visit that they laid out a very clear plan. He said it was the best plan going forward that he had seen from any other schools that had recruited him. And that is something I know the family ha- values very, very highly. It isn't about NIL money or any of that stuff. It was yep. very much w- what is your plan for our son and what is it going to look like? And Utah did an amazing job laying that out for him. And you mentioned Arizona too. I mean, I think what Coach uh, Fish is building down there right now, I think is is just remarkable. Like they're obviously going – yeah, they're going to be – I think they're going to be really good. So that's where it is good for Utah that they were able to make sure they still got Wilson. And uh, the one thing interesting that you did mention, and I think you're absolutely right, is just how this has – and look, it's opened up a little bit more for Cam, I feel like. But it's still every single year we talk about, is the Utah offense going to be more explosive? Well, yeah. no, it's always going to be more of a run-first <laughs> approach and attack. That's just how Kai Whittingham likes it. Coach it's Taylor like, is still wondering the same question. Hey, yeah. is this offense <laughs> going to open up? <laughs> Exactly. And it's just, I feel like that coach Ludwig, as you said, that Utah recruited him very hard. Coach Ludwig was obviously a huge part of that. I'm sure. And coach Whittingham was too. And as college football has changed, you have to change a little bit too. You have to adapt. They have done that with recruiting and how all of that works. It's helped them land higher recruits. Now, of course, winning more games has also helped that obviously yeah. too. But I do feel like that there is a plan to continue to grow this offense, make it more explosive and Look, I, we still don't know. Coach Ludwig before has kind of said, like, hey, I'll pro- I might leave when Coach Witt retires. So that's where it's kind of interesting yeah. to see if he would be here all the years that Wilson is. It seems like he would. Like you said, it seems like that's Wilson would get a good sense of knowing, hey, I, if I'm going to play for you guys, I want you to be here. It, it would seem like they are going to stay on at least for a little bit longer. So it does seem like a really good fit. And, Dusty, I really believe that Utah is willing to open things up more for Isaac Wilson because when you just have a quarterback of this caliber and they have some other guys and a Nate Johnson and a Brandon Rose, too, who if they end up starting, 
starting a year before maybe a Wilson takes over or in a scenario like that. You just have to get more explosive with college football. And I feel like Utah is going to be willing to do that because when you got a Ferrari, you want to let it loose. And that's what Isaac Wilson very well could be for this team. Well, I think the interesting thing is that uh, college football, and especially someone like a defensive coach like Coach Whittingham, defense is built on effort, right? And it's why defense coaches sometimes struggle with guys yeah. who want to be more offensive and doing those things because it's a, offense is a it's it's a choreographed dance, right? And it's very well practiced. It's not just the effort part that can win it out. But I think one of the big things for where this could go is. One thing we do know, and I'll say this because I, you know, anyone who knows me knows my affinity for the Wilsons. You can see my tweet that I don't care where they go. I am always Team Wilson. Doesn't matter what it is. Um, but saying that is that Whittingham, Coach Whittingham, and Coach Ludwig, they're not going to risk it for one recruit. Mm-hmm. They just don't. I mean, yeah. Isaac could be to make any demand he wants. First of all, I don't think that happened. Yeah. Uh, secondly, they wouldn't say, well, just because Isaac's here, we're going to. It's not going to change whatever plan. I also find it really interesting. I've heard this Coach Whittingham retiring thing for the last little bit. I mean, I don't want to make this not about Isaac, but I don't see – Kyle Whittingham doesn't have a life. I mean, the guy yeah. plays a little <laughs> bit of golf. I know he used to play tennis. I imagine it's it's moved over to, yeah. to pickleball, and he's got a couple of grandkids now and, and things like that, and life has changed a bit. But that guy's a football lifer. His mm-hmm. family's a football lifer. I mean, Kerry, his brother, left Timothy, and he's now already back on the staff. So, I mean, they don't – football is in their veins. I, I always find it interesting. I know he's getting a little bit older, but he's not – not that old and he's finally got this program where he wanted it to go so but uh, but in saying that i i'd like to i'd like to think that things are going to stay and i'd like to think they're going to open things up and let isaac be isaac but that's going to be year two year three right let's say that he actually comes in and plays next year because cam's done and yeah and whatever and he Very goes well and beats could. out taylor and johnson he gets his chance you know darn good and well that he's not going to go in there slinging the football 40 times a game just yeah they're not going to see that as the win so where does he develop is going to be the big question. And that's the thing for the University of Utah, because your track record um, is, you know, you had Travis Wilson was an Elite 11 kid. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And Travis Wilson never quite hit. I mean, it was injuries and things like that that didn't quite take him to his spot, but it was a good launching pad. Um, but you look at where Cam Rising's gone, it was you kind of fell into Cam. Yes. Because of, Charlie Brewer was the guy. Mm-hmm. Cam had the bad game at San Diego State, but Cam is kind of that gritty dude. And I think if you have the makeup of, of what Isaac Wilson is. I mean, I think mentally he and Cam, I would say are pretty comparable. Isaac's not just going to lay off. Um, he's, he's just not going to, he's a kid that wants to be successful and he, and he's got a good pedigree and he's got good people around him too. And yeah. I think that's one of the, I think of the things that Utah is going to be excited about when you bring in someone like Isaac Wilson, is he's not a kid that's going to come in allowing being allowed with the people around him to be a prima donna, right? He's not going to come in and he's not just going to go select his locker when that's not a team rule, which is something that's happened in the state with somebody else, yeah. um, he's going to be someone that's going to fall into, he's going to be part of the team. He's going to buy in. He's going to put those things. I think of all those traits that we lay out, that's one of the biggest things. You have all the talent in the world, but if you can't find your way in the locker room, you're not going to go. And, and I think if I could give anything to a Utah fan is that, you know, you're not going to get something from his inside group that's going to allow him to be a pain in the rear end when it comes to being a part of the locker room at the University of Utah. And yeah, and obviously that is something that you just, if you do get off to a kind of a rocky start, sometimes you can lose things and that's where it happens. So that's where it's great to hear that Wilson is about that kind of mindset and everything there. And, you know, I, I do just in terms of what we've seen at the high school level, I do see the determination. Some of the things you do see in a cam rising like that. And it's part of the reason on his mentality and just his talent is why it's not easy to start as a true freshman, but I really think he's mm-hmm. going to have a chance to compete this job when he gets up to the Hill coming in 2024, but we are going to continue to talk about the year he could be 
having and just kind of his past a little bit when you're talking about Isaac Wilson in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dog stretchy khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I use my Bird Dogs all the time, whether I'm taking my dog for a walk, going to see a movie with friends just hanging out um or even recording this podcast i'll wear them to do that all the time and now you guys can see just how good bird dogs are because you can go to birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take off your bird dogs we promise you march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. No, they had the best names in the business when they do. It is an exceptional name too. <laughs> Dusty, one thing I'm very curious about from you is when you realized how special Isaac Wilson was going to be, because obviously we knew, oh, hey, Zach Wilson has a younger brother named Isaac, but he wasn't able to start the year before because they had a oh, uh, Brown. What, what's his name, Dusty? Uh, yeah, no, you say it's at Brown. It's at the Ohio state. Well, yes. I'm blanking on names too. Yeah. I'm yeah. blanking on it too. Dang it. But a guy who w- went to Ohio state. So just obviously the corner Canyon quarterbacks where Isaac goes to school at have been very good for a long time. So he had to wait and buy his time for a little bit, but it was still really impressive for him to be able to start as a junior too. And when you're talking about Wilson too, as Devin I said, Brown. I, what Devin was it? Brown. Devin Brown, Devin Brown. That was it. Devin Brown. <laughs> we only yeah. got one year with him. So yeah, yeah Devin that's Brown, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but um, one thing I think that's really interesting about Wilson is I had heard the hype and everything. I knew he was doing really well when I realized he was going to be special is when I saw him in person and I had an opportunity. I was doing uh working in ES helping out with an ESPN broadcast, doing stats when they took on Lone Peak. And it was kind of one of those ones that was scheduled before the season because Lone Peak was a state champions. They had beaten yeah. Corner Canyon last year. Lone Peak lost a lot though. <laughs> so Corner yeah. Canyon and Wilson well, was John just Henry Daly over there yeah yeah <laughs> and uh and wilson was spectacular that day so under not just under the bright friday night lights but on espn to put on a show like that against the lone team that still plays plays hard to me not mm-hmm. not on the same level last season but that was when i first realized okay wilson is special and he is not just going to be a big name because of his brother he's his own special kind of player when did you first see like oh he's going to be a major player and could eventually be the top quarterback in the state recruiting wise like he is currently yeah, I mean, it's been a few years. So, like I said, I've, I've been fortunate to cover Zach, and I've seen – I received my first video I ever saw of, of Isaac, I think he was nine, eight or oh, nine really? years old. Yeah. <laughs> I got to send a picture. I got to send a video like, hey, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've seen it a little bit, and um, and I know going into his sophomore year, you know, physically he wasn't there his freshman year because I kind of joked with, with somebody in the program. I was like, hey, so Isaac is he going to be the next four-year guy like Noah Care, right? And they were like, oh, I don't know physically if he's if he's going to be there. His sophomore year, if it hadn't been for uh, for Devin, uh, there'd have been a chance that mm-hmm. Isaac would have been would be a three year starter at Corner Canyon. And uh, people around there said that he played really well going in that fall camp because Eric Kerr is someone that you know doesn't just hand things to someone. 
Um, there wasn't necessarily a quarterback battle, but that Isaac played extremely well and before they started pulling back the, the reps for, for Devin to get comfortable with the team. So even then, I'd heard some really good things. Now, as far as being special, special, um, you know, that, that's going to go through some years. But I, you can only take so much away from seven on seven. I know he's gone and yeah. done really, really well with that and, and things. But I, I think to me it was toward the middle of the year. I mean, the Bishop Gorman game, I always tell everybody, yeah. you've got to toss that one away. I mean, you're, you're going in with a public school to go take – and I know Bishop Gorman really, really well. I covered him. I did games there for four years. And uh, I know what that, that program is about. And it's not just your typical high school program. No, it's not. <laughs> but, you know, the Bingham game and, and even the PG game where they struggled and, and shockingly lost. They're not PG, Lehigh game um, where they lost. I mean, he played well. There was all those, those games. I think you kind of stack it up say, hey, here's where we're going to go. Um, but I think to give the stamp of where I thought he'd be special, there wasn't a question that he wouldn't be. I think that's one of the biggest things about anyone who's been around uh, Isaac and, and seeing where he was going to grow or followed it is that there wasn't a surprise that he was going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the state, if not the best quarterback in the state, because that was the trajectory. That's where he was working for. And and I think, again, when I talk about the work ethic is why I don't question, I'm not overly concerned about his ability to go into a program and work is because he'll put in the time that he's too talented and, and he's a talented kid that puts in work because it was expected that he'd be this good because of Zach but he put in the time and, and the effort and continues to. And he, he, very well-structured. He's a very well-structured life around him, and he, he puts in the time. I mean, if you go to Corner Canyon, you're, work, you're working out at 6 a.m. every morning, and you're working out in the afternoon. And that is a 24, you know, 365-day program that, uh, that you work on. So, um, yeah, that, I, I guess, again, to answer your question in a very long-winded way, is that I never not expected him to be the best quarterback in his class out of the state. Yeah, he's lived up to the hype so far, and now it's uh, setting the stage for what's going to be a monster 2023 season for him. In a second, we can talk about just how good Corner Canyon is going to be because yeah. they're going to have other players as well at the University of Utah is, uh, is interested in him. But I am curious about what your expectations are for him in 2023 because when I look at Wilson, look, he's got all the arm talent in the world, just can make special off-platform throws. He, he can do so many spectacular things. I think the one thing a lot of people would like to see cut down a little bit on is the turnovers. <laughs> and you mentioned last year the level of competition he played, whether it was a Bishop Gorman, and at times, look, and the region he plays in is the best in the state, too. So you're mm -hmm. going against the Smith Snones of the world, who he's yeah. now going to be facing off against practice um, a year later when he's up on the hill. And so I, I just think for me, I would love to see him cut down on the turnovers a little bit. But I, I just think that's something that's going to happen in his second year starting. And I think that, Dusty, I think he's going to have a monster season. And uh, I mean, Corner Canyon, this roster is loaded with talent. And I think that Isaac is exactly the kind of player you want running the ship at quarterback because I think he's going to be able to maximize all those guys' talent, and I, I think he's just going to set the state on fire. Well, yeah, I think he's having an amazing season because one, he not just that he goes corner canner, he he plays for Eric Care. Yeah, and from Eric Care, from when I started covering high school football in 2005 to now, his quarterbacks are state. I mean, they lead the state in passing, they lead the state in touchdown passes, and everything else. The turnover is going to come down simply from experience. I mean, you mm -hmm. look at last year's his first year getting me a starting quarterback going to make mistakes and, and you're going to throw balls where you shouldn't throw them and you're going to have all those kind of things. They're going to come down to because that team and his best weapon in Tate care is another year older too. Yeah. And so Tate has a goal to re-break the, the receptions record that was owned by his brother Noah that got shattered last year mm -hmm. by the Erickson kid from Wasatch. And so his goal is to go break that record. Isaac wants to go after stuff. So he's going to have an amazing year. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about what he's able to do. And I would say this, because I know what's at Sky Ridge coming back this year too, is the, the measurement of, of Isaac Wilson's success this year is about the team, right? But I think as far as a fan of the University of Utah, is going to be how well does he play? 
How much better is he this year? And that isn't just measured on the, the wins and losses on whether or not uh, they go win a state championship. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt they get to the University of Utah if he stays healthy. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that they're playing on the Friday before Thanksgiving if he stays healthy. By the way, it's the standard state championship date for anybody who didn't know that. Um, <laughs> that he'll be there. Uh, I, I think his statistically he's going to be the biggest thing. What leaps does he make and where does he continue to, to shine is going to be the question. And and I think it's going to be one of those things. Now, they play Bishop Gorman um, yeah. at home this year. They get him in week two at home. Uh, they're going to have – that's a pretty good litmus test. And I think that's where uh, Isaiah Garcia transferring from from Cyprus is a big deal. It's where you're going to have to see where does this team get better outside of take care on the outside. Because I think if you looked at it from a year ago, it wasn't the, the receiving core that Devin Brown had. It no. sure as hell wasn't the receiving core that Jackson Dart lit the, the country on fire with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was – it was fine, but it was Tate. Mm-hmm. And then you saw Tate care a lot of that state championship game is with the difference. So yeah. where does Isaac work in those other weapons? And where does he find the ability to not just hit that one guy? What does he spread the ball around becomes a question. But any more times not, it's going to be about, is the decision-making getting better? And the statistics look good because when they go up against Sky Ridge, they had some dudes go there too. I mean, everyone, I mean, two teams, two schools in the state took in a lot of, took in some transfers. Uh, and that is Corner Canyon and, and Sky Ridge. So that battle, those two games potentially between each other is really where you're going to measure Isaac Wilson's progression. Absolutely, because like you mentioned, with all that talent, you are going against guys who are going to be playing at the next level. And thankfully, with the games like Bishop Gorman, too, and some of the other teams in the yeah. state, he, he's going to get tested a lot. And I'm I'm excited to see what he's able to do this coming season. And one thing that's really exciting, I know, for Utah fans was Wilson was talking about how, hey, he wants to start recruiting other guys to come yeah. to the university. And he wasn't just talking about guys on his own team. He was talking about other receivers, running backs from other schools. But of course, it's also easy to look and be like, well, if you're recruiting guys, you could start with two on your team in particular yeah. who are pretty talented. Yeah. The first of those being Isaiah Garcia, who is the top-ranked player in the state, according to 24-7 Sports, a four-star. You mentioned transferring over from Cyprus, 6'5", 280. And his other teammate as well that's a top-six recruit in the state is Cash Dillon, 6'5", 220. As of this morning, actually, I don't know when this changed. They were both crystal-balled to Utah. Garcia Garcia in particular has got some unbelievable offers, so I think his commitment is going to be interesting to track and see. But for And Dillon actually recently just took his visit to BYU as well. So these are both guys who are still up in the air. But they were to commit to Utah, I think I've talked about both of them on my show. I think they're exceptional players um, for what Garcia provides protection wise. And then Dylan getting after the quarterback, but having covered them as long as you have, what do you see in these two guys? Yeah. I mean, Isaac Garcia, it's going to be fun to finally see him, be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah. outside of the West high school coverage we did. I mean, we were not going to have, we're not making a trip to Magna. I think the only time we've had a game of the week there was in 2019, 2018. Wow. Um, let me try to think it was against Spanish Ford. That's all I know. Right. And for the only time we've been there uh, for football and Dane went there. But, uh, but I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah Garcia, I mean, he's got offers from Alabama. I think that's where everyone gets excited about him. I mean, he was the top recruit in the state even last year, being listed coming to this year. And uh, this is a young man that has a lot to learn and a lot to prove. And I think for him, uh, it's the biggest stage he's ever been on. Um, going to uh, Cypress, no one's going to see them there. And so for Isaiah Garcia, I mean, this whenever you have the lineman part of it, I mean, that's what you need. And if you're at the University of Utah or anywhere else, you have to build that team um, in a – on the, on the trenches, and they've done it so well on the defensive line and the offensive line. You have Garrett Bowles and, and others that have moved on in this recent era of Utah football. And I think you look at Isaiah Garcia and say, can he be Garrett Bowles? Sure. Uh, but really, is it can he just get to where he's and be his best? And I think they're in the driver's seat for, for Isaiah Garcia. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, I think he looks at the opportunity and sees what's there. They're going to run the football at the University of Utah. It's always going to be the part of it, throw a little bit of, as well. And it's close to home. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be close where his family can come watch him from Magna. You go send him out to Tuscaloosa, uh, as great as that is, and as much NIL money that could potentially be there. I mean, that does change the game a little bit of uh, how does mom and dad get to come see him. Well, if now you get tickets and we can send you out there. So, uh, But I do think University of Utah is there because I bet being from Magna, uh, I bet they've been Ute fans their whole lives. And I bet he has too. And that becomes one of the things that he has the opportunity to go play at a school that he's always cheered for and probably sat in the north end zone and watched a bunch of those games. So um, I think it's there. Now, Cash, Cash Dillon's interesting. Uh, Cash Dillon, where he's going to go, I think Crystal Ball to Utah, I think makes some sense because of the lineage of the edge rusher, right? Mm-hmm. And Jay Hill being at BYU and going to run the University of Utah defense, which Tuyaki never quite ran, uh, becomes a different thing. And the Big 12 and all that kind of stuff at BYU becomes interesting. Uh, but I think it comes down maybe between those two schools, um, which is going to be a lot more fun for guys like us to actually finally see BYU-Utah kind of going after the same guys hit because they both have better chances where they're going to go. Uh, Cash Dillon is a guy that gets after the quarterback, and he is someone in a John Henry Daly-ish realm. Um, I think John Henry Daly in high school is – I take this from a coach that told me that he is the best defensive player he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was from a very good coach that, uh, that said, I have never had a quarterback take over a game – or sorry, never had a defensive player take over a game against his offense um, in a half like he did. Um, so I don't. I think Cash could be in that realm, and I know that I have Jeff Hansen is someone that I'm really close to that loves Cash Dillon. I mean, you think mm-hmm. someone gets high on someone, he loves Cash. Uh, this is a guy that could be someone that knife foe two era you know, side Hunter Dimmick kind of guy, but maybe a little bit more bend to him uh, for the for the University of Utah. And I think if you're going to say anyone right now in that realm with having Van Fillinger there mm-hmm. um, to be kind of pulling on Cash too, and some of that history um, bodes well for the University of Utah to land him as well. Yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable just talent that's in the state of Utah right now in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dusty, it would be incredible if you had Wilson under center and the two tackles you got are Spencer Fano on one side <laughs> and Isaiah Garcia on the other side. Yeah. I mean, that's just something that just gets me fired up being able to not just cover those guys, but just know how high of a ceiling and potential they are, too. So it is going to be really interesting to see where Garcia and where some of the other top players in the state end up committing overall but uh dusty it's great that all these guys are in utah so yeah there's an opportunity if you're the guys are listening to this podcast for you to watch and cover them and if dusty people want to learn more about these players and just learn more about high school football in the state where should they head over to yeah go to kslsports.com uh ksl sports rewind dane stewart myself and jt wistersill does games for us every single week too and so uh we're gonna bring out a lot of new stuff this year we that's kind of what we do in the off season um, I get to do a lot of baseball, but I'm also working on some cooking up some new stuff that we can do to, to shine more light on guys. And yeah, so head over to KSLSports.com. We start our football coverage the first week of August. Dane and I it's come crazy. out for 30 for 30, and it's just right around the corner. So <laughs> getting geared up, ready for it. It's always unbelievable. We're always so excited for the start of football. And it's, you know, usually you get to August and it's like, oh, I have to wait for if you're college and NFL, well, NFL September, but even college is like, man, I have to wait right. all the way to like the 28th and everything. And it's like, oh, sweet. High school starts the first week. Like that's what makes it so amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So make sure you guys head over to KSL Sports Rewind and check out all the great coverage they have over there. Dusty, thank you for joining us. Hey, absolutely appreciate it. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Use, but we'll be back tomorrow talking everything Utah football.